Hey you, do us a favor. Before you start listening to this great episode, go ahead and like, subscribe, and give us your feedback on whatever app you're listening to us on. Thanks. Now enjoy. So we just good at boxing ideas off of each other. And um, you know, we we do things the old school way. You know, we believe in, in great melodies, great hooks, and lyrical content. So that's how we write. Hey, Playboy, run this shit, ho. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the fuck out of here. Welcome to the fuck out of here. Welcome to the fuck out of here. Welcome to the podcast show. And I'm the guy that never lies unless I have to say so. It ain't shit bear today, DJ True. What it is, what it do. And we have two special guests this evening. Uh, both are music producers. Uh, let's give it up for Mr. Mark Cheatman. Cheatman, if I'm saying your name correctly. Yeah. I hope I'm, uh, Mark Cheatham. Mark Cheatham, yes, Mark sir. Cheatham. Mark, Mark cheat on him. I got you. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. And uh, Mr. Jacob Burson. Did I say that right? Byerson. Byerson. That's all right. Everybody pronounce everybody pronounced it wrong. So it's I apologize to these, to, these, to these gentlemen for mispronouncing their names, but let's give them a round of applause. Welcome to the show, fellas. How y'all doing this evening? We oh, good. How you doing? All right, man. We'll get this show on the road. We'll get it started, man. First off, we'd like to say thank y'all for actually doing the show for us. We appreciate that. Um, it's always a blessing to meet new people and have them a part of our podcast. And we appreciate y'all. Absolutely. We we thank you guys for having us on. And we thank uh Regina Hicks for turning us on to you guys. So we really appreciate it. We'll give her a shout out. Yes. Shout out to Regina Hicks. <laughs> how, many, how many songs? How many songs you wrote for Regina, man? Well, we haven't really got started. I have. Well, we have presented uh, some stuff to her, but you know, she she writes herself, so we still like in the process of trying to figure out what is what, you know. But um, hopefully, we we're gonna be doing some work with her for sure. That's a talented woman, man. That yeah, woman. she is. Ta- she is talented. She got the pedigree too, you know, with her dad and everything. Yeah, that woman got a voice. Her whole yeah, she does, man. Yeah, her whole album was dope, bro. I told her she yeah. said, weekend. I was like, man, I was like, so <laughs> I was like, you dope as fuck. So I was like, man, I just, yeah. I just wasn't all with him. All right, all right, fellas, man, let's get this thing started. So, man, let us know, are y'all a a duo? Of producers, are you like a dynamic duo? Like, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we like a dynamic duo. We've been, uh, like Jimmy Jazz and, uh, yeah, like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Nothing, (laughs) nothing, nothing ever but a handshake. We've been friends for 30, for 32 years. That's dope. That's good. We were in the military together. Mark was, uh, in the Marine Corps. I was in the Navy. We were stationed on the same ship. He was my, uh, security. And we just, we just bonded over music and we just became good friends. Let, let us know how the how the how the, how the music uh, geniusness started with you guys. Like who came at who first with the let's do music, let's produce music, let's help artists. Like let let, let us know that backstory. Okay, uh, well I I tell you my story first, and then I will let Mark talk. My story goes way back because I'm from a family full of singers. So I started out as a singer. You know, I had when I was a little kid, I had this great voice, and then you know my voice changed. <laughs> but I, I had I had this great voice, man. I used to do all these talent shows and stuff. And then my I knew it was gonna happen because my my father's side of the family, everybody got a deep voice. So my my voice changed. So I've always was the writer, 
always was a good background singer. So I started learning how to use my baritone bass voice better. But I always was a writer first. So I just started writing and penning at a young age. And um, that's how it started for me. Mr. Mark? Yes, sir. I, I, I started with production. Like I said, um, and then I went into writing. Uh, me and Jacob hooked back up in 1990. And then what we would start doing, we would just flow. We would bounce off each other. Uh, he'll come up with an idea. I'll come up with an idea. And what we do is just sync it. And uh, before Jacob reconnected, I got a couple videos on YouTube that I did back in my hood in Atlantic City called Take Your Finger Off the Trigger. And also, there's another one called 25 to Life featuring an artist, rapper, uh, Jomo. So I love production and I love I love songwriting and and just me and Jake, like I said, the chemistry is just strong and we just, you know, kept it flowing. You know, we was, we was knocking out uh, uh, three and four songs sometime a day and maybe 10 songs through the week. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So how, how, how does the... Uh... How does the production go? They're like, y'all just get in the studio, y'all bounce off each other with yeah. ideas. Uh, yeah, we we uh we know we have a different, I mean, you know, um I'm a I'm a I'm a lyricist at heart, but I'm also a great uh vocal arranger. I love harmonies and stuff. So when I write a song, I hear the whole song in my head. Mm -hmm. Um so like a lot of times Mark is real good at hooks and writing lyrics, and then he'll send me a song and finish it. Or sometimes I'll send a song and I'll be like, well, partner, you know, it needs anything else or anything like that. So we just good at boxing ideas off of each other. And, um, you know, we we do things the old school way. You know, we believe in, in great melodies, great hooks and lyrical content. So that's how we write. I think that Jacob. He look, he puts armor all on doll stuff, man. You know, I just love his I love his methodology. He just puts armor all on anything that looks dry and dull. And then we just, like I said, we shine it up from there, you know. But his his creativity is great and awesome. I piggyback off of him, he piggyback off of me. And yeah. we don't really no misunderstanding. It's like, partner, do you feel this? It's either we do or we don't. Yep, exactly. We don't we don't never have no disagreement on songs and stuff, you know, even even recording demos and stuff. You know, uh, we arrange the demos the way we want them. We have the artists sing them or whatever. And it's, it's never no uh, give and take going back and forth. We just we just smooth out. And so we we have this we have a bond, a musical bond, also a brotherly bond. So that's what, that what makes it extra special because, you know, we've been friends a long time. We share the love of music together. And it's like we're just two peas in a pod. You know, we born three days apart. We just have all these interests that's the same. So the music comes easy for us. Mm -hmm. That's good, man. That's, good. that's, that's a, I think that's one of the great things that y'all got the relationship. Y'all been knowing each other for that long because it's not no problem when it comes down to, to business. Y'all know, y'all both know y'all vision, what y'all yeah. trying to do. And that's, yeah. it's just great, man. That's great. Yeah. That's great and to I, hear. You know, the thing about us is that, you know, um, you know, I call it, you know, I know you guys know because you're on the radio and stuff. You know, I don't have nothing against the music today because I have children and I have daughters and they like that kind of music and stuff. But, you know, I just consider I'm old school, so I'm not going to go in the studio. We, well, we're not going to go in the studio. I won't say All right, we're not going to go in the studio and do microwave music. You know, you have you know, you have people in there, you know. And hit a note and put auto tune on it, and you're done. Right. You know when? Yep. I'm not. I'm from the old school. We're gonna sing the verses. We're gonna sing lines until it's mm -hmm. done right. 
And you know, that's a problem with a lot of the artists today. Not saying that they're not talented, but they don't want to put the work in and you can, and it shows in the music. Right. They don't want to make that craft that build that castle basically. They just want to. Yeah, they, they want to do it. Done. It's okay, let the engineer and the producer take care of that. Yeah, and I, you know, I've done that before. So me and Mark have an agreement, you know, We've we've had so we do a lot of independent artists, but you know when you meet artists and stuff, they'll say they have the drive to do this, the drive to do that. But then you know you find out real quick whether those people have the drive to do it or not. When you start getting the studio and you start submitting songs and you start getting the work, they want to run and scatter. So we we Mm -hmm. we are very very meticulous on who we uh, work with. But that being said, have y'all ever uh, worked with an artist that didn't agree with what y'all had? To bring to the table, did y'all like? Sure. How did that process work? Like, what, what do y'all, yeah. y'all do with that? Y'all? <laughs> y'all we, know, I'll, yeah. let, I'll let Mark tell you a story. We're not gonna call names, but yeah, I I, I worked um I worked with this oh man I tell you just that's that's good that's deep. I work with we work with a rapper from down my way, and <laughs> I just like you know didn't comply with with the track, didn't comply with the video, and and what what I've learned is you have to have to me I think music requires a level of maturity because when I come to you mm-hmm. and give you a vision, this is, this is the creativity of what God given talent was given to us. It wasn't given to you. So here, here it is. I'll, I'll say it like this here. I had an idea and the title was cause, cause I, I'm down with the streets. So our music is mental for our young people. I'm really concerned about our young people because our thing is to block the sale and cover the grave. That's our focus point. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. And I mentioned, I've been mentioned over 20 years and all different institutions, and that's what we focus on. I don't, I don't want the street life. I want our brothers and sisters to be successful. And this brother right. took a, a title. The track was titled "The Streets Is Undefeated." In the hook in the song, "Be Careful How You You Treat It, You Can't Beat It," because the streets is undefeated. He took it and made it a whole hip hop thing, and then he tripped out on me and Jacob. Custer's mm-hmm. out, and everything. Custer's yeah, out. Yeah, you know, and we provide we provide the music for him and everything, the ideas and everything. You don't call me saying this and say, I mean, I'm looking at, and here's a guy I know I work with. Here, here's what I'm talking about, the level of immaturity. So that's my story. And that's why I'm very mindful who we give our talent and skills to because a lot of times they'll flush it down the toilet. True. And I'll give you one of my stories because uh, I was in the publishing before me and Mark linked back up and um, I was just the type of guy, you know, um, I'm a business first guy and so was Mark, but I always tell people, and you you guys know, you on the radio, the singing and the rapping is 20% of it. You have to know the business or your publishing will get stolen and everything else. I've been a member, I've been a member of ASCAP for 30 years. So I had, I'm not gonna call names, but I'll just give you an example. I had a, a artist that I was working with and uh, taught them the ropes. They knew nothing about publishing. They had been singing for years and years and years and um, didn't know anything about publishing and things like that. I, I gave a song to them. The song did real well abroad, overseas and everything. So, you know, I'm thinking um, when the next project come around, you know, by me getting this person started, you know, that uh, I'm going to get another shot. Mm-hmm. They got a whole new team, man, and just forgot about me. So. The one thing that I've learned is that there's no, and, and I, I'm a person, we both are, we, we like to help artists, young artists or artists who are oh, wow. not young, but don't know the business. And um, so we learned 
I learned a long time ago because I was a singer too. I was a producer. I was in the publishing. I learned a long time ago, the loyalty level mm-hmm. is minimum. And me and Mark have a vibe. We have no slack. And who we start with is who we finish with. And that's how we work. Man, that's so crazy. That is like, <laughs> that's us. Like that is exactly yep. like we just looking at y'all just looking at a younger yourself. Like, we help artists and as much yeah, as we, man, we, we do it all. We don't That's we don't crazy. try to charge for no astronomical all prices. It is. We have we have we have given people songs and, and giving people songs, especially before I met Mark. Um we, we would give people tracks and stuff and, and working with people, and then when they like I said earlier, when the heat start and you starting to get mm-hmm. try to get stuff done, they'll mm-hmm. disappear. We had yeah. we hadn't gotten the money from or anything, we were just yeah. trying to help them get started. We had we presented everything to them. The video concept or the video treatment, as we call it. Yes. Uh, we wrote the song. We provided the music and everything. All they had to do was go in there and sing or rap. And then at the end of the day, they backfire on you. They, they'll just stop. And so that's a waste of time. But we could have went on the artist who really wanted to do something. Yeah, that's right. true. So it seems to me like y'all more than just producers. Y'all do like artist development as well, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, we do. We, we we try. We just try to help. We just try to give folks the knowledge that we know and and you know the experience that that we have because I you know I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, man. Um, uh, I was in a group. Uh, me and Mark already knew each other, but when it, when I got in the military, Mark got in the military. We separated for a while, and we we weren't as t- in touch as much. And um, I was in a group uh called Two Deep in a writing and producing and singing and stuff. And I'm here and actually had a manager, uh, Miss Leola Williams, a great lady. And uh, she got, she got us audition for LaFace records. The thing that was different for us that we had going for us was that my partner, Ryan, he was a white guy and I was a black guy. So when they heard the demo tape and they found out that he was white and he was so soulful. And then what I was bringing to the table, that was the thing that was going to get us signed. So in between that time when we did the demo, we were just two of us. So then we joined with another guy. We, uh, Leola rep- recommended another guy. And so LaFace was like, well, that's even better. It's, it's uh, two of you guys that's black and one white. He said, it ain't nobody out there doing that. Make a long story short, we, we go to LaFace Records for this audition and the third member doesn't show up. So you know what happens, right? The white dude they, show up? The, the third member, me and Ryan show up. Okay. And our manager, she rolled with us. The okay. third member doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. So they 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 were so we still sung for them and stuff. They weren't pressed, but they had our they had TLC, they had Damien Dame, who was a duo, so they didn't need another duo. They liked the, the idea of the two blacks and the white the guy. White, yeah. And, and you know what they did? After that, they shot us down. And, and so that's Man. what I learned about loyalty. So that's when I was like, you know what? Ryan, um, Ryan, he, we talked. I was distraught. So I was always <laughs> in the right. So I just got into publishing. I was like, well, Ryan went on his own way and started singing. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to do writing and producing and publishing. So I've learned and seen. I've learned and seen the good, the bad and the ugly, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't that dude up when I seen him. You yeah, mother- you know what? And the thing about him, it, it, it was so crazy. 
I don't even want to talk about it on the air, but the excuse that he gave us, it was pathetic, man. So I just, I just left That's it crazy. Alone. Like, because y'all would all be signed. Y'all would all yeah. be signed. Like, yeah, we was out of We had it. We had, if you, you guys live in Atlanta, right? Right. I live in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, I used to you stay in Atlanta. Know, <laughs> I'm going to tell you who the guy is, or you know him, K1 KP Prater. That was the guy who we were supposed to audition for. Wow. He was the AR, him and Brian Reed for. L.A. Reed's brother, Brian Reed, they were the A&R for LaFay's records at the time. This was back in 96 or 96 and 97. Man, that's crazy. That's, 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 <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, I'd have been so mad. But, I know. was, man, man. I was distraught. I didn't even want to do music for a while. So that's my story. I'm going to let Mark talk some more. It's all good. I always, every time there's a setback, I just try yeah. to through the talent. Don't take it personal because a lot, a lot of people, they don't have that drive. They, they mind one minute, you know, it's just like sports and anything else. One minute, the person want to play, the next minute they want to lay. So it, it's the good, the bad, the ugly, and the different. But I learned one of the things I was taught as a youth, man, you got to stay grounded. You got to stay focused and keep your mind on what's important. And for us, we have to remain humble. flat, you know. And humble, I, too. And humble also. And I look at life as that palm tree. When a storm, when that storm comes, you know, a palm tree, don't winds got to be high. They just bend a little bit. And then when the storm passes over, you shake the little water off. And that's what we got to learn to do because you don't want to never bury your talent just because you have a little shortcoming, a little pot. Everybody's hit a pothole in their life. Everyone as a child or a youth has experienced a flat tire. And what we got to do is pull off to the side and we regroup and we, we come back stronger. And that's what me and uh, Jacob uh, has been doing um, for the last six years. We have a ton of music, ton of music for the artists, ton of music. You know, and I, like I said, it's mental. We got rap, we got gospel, we got R&B, we got ballads, ready to go, you know, ready to go. That's ready good. to go. So y'all, y'all gotta, y'all, y'all just not with strictly hip hop. Y'all can do any. Genre. Oh no, we do, we do it all. We write, we write everything. We write from gospel songs to we got a song we just did called uh, "A God for A God of All Seasons." We just produced with a guy, uh, Stanley Ray. We got a a hip hop joint. They say she ratchet with Kate. We got we we do all we do all kind of we do everything because we keep our ear to the music and you know right. no matter how. When you when you write and produce, you're never too old to write and produce. The idea mm -hmm. is to keep your ear to the street so you will know to stay up to date, right. and that's what we do. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you can know stay with the times, man. You got yeah. The only way you stay with the time, you know, you, the music is not as strong, but you if you want to break in on radio and stuff, you have to have stuff that's radio friendly. That's just right. the truth. Right, that's real. And also, also too, our people are crying out too, and you know, yeah. our people are crying out the streets, and we got to send them some mental music. To reassure them, you know, even through what we're going through, we're going to get through it. And that's what we have. Yeah, we have a song called that's, that's out now. The single that we have out now is called Love Chain. It's all and all available in all the outlets. Right. It's uh, MJK Entertainment featuring KJ. And that song is about, you know, mm -hmm. with the coronavirus and everything going on and the 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 part in the song. I think that's one of the songs I sent to you guys, I think. But um. This, the message in the song is that, you know, Marvin Gaye made the What's Going On album 50 years ago from, yeah. from, from 1971 to we in 2021. And, mm -hmm. and things haven't changed. What Marvin talked about is still going on in today's so, world. So that's what we wrote the song about. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like that long and 
pretty much ain't changed. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know. I don't know. If that was one of the songs I sent you. I think it was "Love Chain." You can listen to it, but yeah, that's the that's the message in the song. You know, um, we still are so much apart, and instead of being together as a united front, united country, united color, and that's what me and Mark came up with the song for. You know, I say in the song, you know, fifty years ago. Marvin Gaye sung about these same things in song, but in today's world, the same things are going on. So is that's just the way, you know, that's the way we see it. And he, that's 50 years gone. And 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 he's it's still stuck the same things going on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I was reading your, you know, your biography. He's like, your influences are Babyface and Dr. Dre. Now explain to me. I know Dr. Dre mostly got like, I know, I know how Dr. Dre work. He's he won't stop until everything's perfect. Oh yeah, he, he do 117 perfect, takes. Perfect. Like, he won't yeah, stop perfect. Well, you you know what? There's a whole. Or that was just some of them. You know, I'm gonna let I'll say some, and then Marcus say some. Um, because you know we can't on the bio we can't put everybody on it. Uh, <laughs> so, I bet. <laughs> yeah, but I'm about to list my favorites, and and me and him got we we share such an interest. But as far as producers, um, you know the Motown guys, uh, Smokey Robinson, Norman Whitfield. For this for me, Smokey Robinson, Norman Whitfield, um, Sylvia Moy, all the Motown great, Ashford and Simpson, L.A. and Babyface, Teddy Riley, Jam and Lewis is one of my favorites. I'm gonna tell you who's like really me and Mark's real favorite, but they don't he don't get enough credit. Because oh, man. All, and that's uh Gerald Levert and Mark Gordon. Mark Gordon from Levert. Yeah. Everybody Levert. thought that everybody thought that Gerald did everything. That guy did all the music and everything. He is so underrated. And oh, yeah. there are so many, so many more. Quincy Jones. Yeah, um, all of them. There's so many more. But you know, I can't name all of them. But those those and Gamble and Huff too. I love them guys as well. That's good. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a fancy ass. Oh, it's and Dr. And for hip hop, Dr. Dre, large yeah. professor. Um, it's so many. So I, I'm just a hip. I'm just yeah. a music historian and music head. So you know, the first thing I do when I go buy a record since I was a kid is look to see who produced and wrote the song. Right. So that's yep. what I always done. <laughs> but you, more. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I'm telling you, man. Uh, uh, what really hurt my heart, and I got to say this, man, is I think one of the strongest cats for the new era was R. Kelly, man. And I, I used to just listen to his sounds, yes. and I know he had personal things going on. We don't have to get into. We all know yeah, about it. Him. But this yeah. guy. This Listen, genius, man. this guy's creativity, because I was saying to my wife, when that joint came on, and I think a lot of people might have missed that, when it came on, keep it on the download, he says, he said three things in, in one move, and he goes, it goes, do, 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 he says, well, 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 oh, oh, listen, <laughs> man, this cat, his versatility, and I tell my wife all the time, I, I know he slipped on a banana peeling, but it doesn't take away from. Oh no, you can't cat. take away from that. You can't take. You can't take R. Kelly. Yeah. This this cat, man. I, I'm I'm he's serious. Deep. Just, he's just deep, man. the studio with him would just probably like blow my mind. And I'm, I'm down with Teddy. I'm down with Mark Gordon. I'm, I'm down with uh the um you know because they because Jimmy Jamlin did the SOS band. I'm old school, man. I'm born in 1964. So you know, I Casey and the Sunshine Band, Ohio Players. Parliament the whispers, the, all that stuff. The whispers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that's, that's all the music. Uh, matter of fact, the Delphonics, the Ohio players. I'm right down the street from Philly. Oh, um, Blue Magic, man. You know, Ted the Wizard, Miles. All these cats, man. The whispers. Yeah. There's so many groups. Yeah. The the whole full package. Motown. I, I love, man. I used to listen to Tears of Fears. 
I listen to a lot of different stuff out there, bro. You know, Holland, Holland, yeah. Oates, man. Yeah. I listen to everybody. Holland Oates, the B, the BD. I listen to the BDs, Holland Oates. All the music. Um, Ambrosia, Michael McDonald. I listen to, I'm, I'm versatile. Yeah, all of them, man. You know, Teddy Brass, you know. I listen to, I mean, I was coming up, man. We was listening to service. We was listening to all kind of, you know, genres and music, man. You know? And we kind of get, yep, that's right. it's yeah. an artery. And we try, we, try to, we try to incorporate all that in our music, too. And it's old school. Right. It's the it's the old school. Even if they're deceased, it's still the artery, man. It's still flood because music, art, music yeah. is universal for ears for those who will listen. So it seems yeah. like to me, like y'all, y'all two particularly, y'all era of music was basically the the Motown days, the seventies, forties, the fifties, the sixties. Not the forties. No, I was about to say, God dang! I went too far back. Listen, though, you have. You have to understand, though, man. <laughs> I know y'all have parents. You know, right. eras uh, of music are too awesome. You know, you have to look at what your parents brought to the table. You know, yes, sir. when I I'm I was born in '69, my mom and parents and I had aunts and uncles that sang sung. So I heard everything from Marvin Gaye to yeah. the Bee Gees. You yeah. know, because back then, if your music was popular, it wasn't formatted to just black radio. Right, I right. heard the BGs and I heard Michael McDonald on black radio stations in Hall and Oak. So I mm. knew everybody, Chicago. Yep. So yep. you have to look at that. And, and what people don't understand, though, those guys, they wrote with substance and they yep. music something. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I learned how to write. And so that's not saying that the writers today are, are bad, but it's not a lot of substance to what they're saying. No, they just go off of was popular to today instead of like exactly exactly I like, you are I, so right that's yeah and I, I like i like songs that like that tell a story like that you know a story yeah exactly. it's like i listen to the you know the the other stuff but it's like i like to like really listen to somebody that's telling a story yeah. because that's what that's what we get to even though like i never grew up in that era but i always like oh you know i had grandparents and all of that listen <laughs> yeah, to that exactly music. so you're going to that hear influence yeah you're going to go to a cookout and you're going to hear Al Green. Yep. You, know, you can't get away from that kind of stuff. And then on the top of that, yeah, yeah. You can't get away from it. Then I'm going to say on top of this, on top of that too, you know, my daughters, they, they're into, into music of today, but they, they love old school. Mm -hmm. If we have a cookout to the house, they play the old, you know, so it's a part, and the, and, the, and the thing about that, too, is that you have to know the old. They do so much sampling on the old, but you have a lot of artists. They don't know nothing about they the artists that they sample. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're learning now. I think now they're learning now with the whole versus thing that Timberland and yeah, Swiss B started. Exactly. They're starting to start. They're starting to see, because whenever the Isley Brothers went against um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, that was awesome, it was like, it? Oh man, certain people in the comments like this is your favorite artist. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And, so they, and that, go ahead, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, and you know, we they they paved the way. And I, I mean, you sit and listen, like you sit and me listen, meditate and focus on like Blue Rawls. I mean, you, you listen to you know, sitting on the dock of the bay, Otis Redding. When you listen to this kind of music, they paved the way for us to make our music even stronger. 
Yeah. And they, and a they, lot gave of them a, they gave us all the tools, man. Or, they gave us all the tools. Or, right. Or didn't give the recognition or the financial yeah. status. You know, and it's like we supposed to we supposed to piggyback off of that and come back stronger. Yeah. Yep. Supposed to go. You know, have substance, man. Come back strong. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, all right. So in the nineties, like, do you feel like the nineties is like always be the I ain't gonna say the golden era of R and B music, but like the most popular era of R and B music. Yes, sir. Would y'all agree? With yes, that? sir. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna tell you why. I yeah, would, go, yes, sir. Mark go first. Go ahead, Mark. No, I, I I definitely would because it was it was a flavor. It was a flavor. Um, right before actually the rap came in, it was so much flavor in the music. If you just go back and just listen to like the, the funkiness and the sense, the funkiness of the uh, eight hundred eight uh, beats and everything. That's when the 808s became real popular. And then, you know, you know, uh, even along with a little bit of sampling, but their yeah. music was strong. It was it was a the dance. The it, it, was, it was to make you right. It was to make you move. It was to make you yeah. move. It wasn't yeah. talking. It, no violence, um, you know, females and nothing. But it was more so to have you to to move because that's what that's what we do. Our culture, even all the way back from Africa to now, is when we dance, we go all in. All for real. Yeah. All for real. Yeah. When we dance, bro, it's just it's just a gift from God from heaven. We go even a little babies. You watch this little baby. You don't understand. It's the, it's the music and the rhythm that's going through every muscle and tendon in your body. Yeah. will start your brain all the way down, brother, to your feet. Yeah. And 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 you know the thing about that too. I'm gonna piggyback a little bit off of Mark too about the '90s. You know, I graduated from high school in '87. So what people don't understand at that time, everybody was still. Uh, you had the sounds of Cameo and Luther Vandross and Cool and the Gang, and those guys were popular like that. Earth, Wind, and Fire was starting to wane off a little bit and stuff like that. But what made that era so special, you had a group like New Edition, who was in between the end of the 80s, the, you know, the, the beginning of the 80s era with the rap and the R&B coming together. You know, New Edition was rapping on songs before New Jack Swing. Right. So... When Teddy Riley came with Key Sweat and this new Jack Swing thing, when he was merging rap with R&B and he had these funky beats, that just changed the whole game. Because mm -hmm. you had cats like the Force MDs who mm -hmm. was rapping before that with on mm -hmm. song, they could rap and sing. Teddy Riley just merged all that together. Yep. And you had these funky sounds with these great singers and these great arrangements. And it's like everybody that was coming out in the 90s era had a hit. You know, mm -hmm. you know, nowadays you come out, people don't have a hit. Man, everybody that came out in the 90s, whether they stayed around or not, they had a hit. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Also, too, the visual, piggybacking off my partner, the visual came with the video treatments. That added more fuel mm -hmm. to not only how creative they was in production, but it gave you a visual of, what the song and the track really was really was really talking about. Yeah. Because you all then, had notice you had all them brothers and sisters yeah. in the back doing the moves. They only probably got twenty five dollars. They back there. I mean, even with yeah. BB, it, it, it was just it was just the, the visual. Yeah. Working all they muscles. And, and I'm the like, thing, yeah. And the thing and the thing about that too, and I'm gonna say this a little further: how strong the '90s were in New Jack Swing was, especially New Jack Swing with Teddy Riley. Um, all the guys that did New Jack Swing, Jimmy Jam, them did some, you know, baby for Teddy Riley was, you know, they all piggyback of what Teddy was doing, but all that was part of New Jack Swing, even with the rap with Heavy D, um, LL around the world, around the way girl, I'm sorry, 
Heavy D, we got our own thing, all that stuff. Kumo D, let's go. I go to work. All that stuff was was crazy because it was so crazy that Michael Jackson was about to do his album after bad. He went to Quincy Jones, a man who done helped him sell 150 million records. And Quincy Jones said, Michael, you need to go find this guy, Teddy Robb. That's how uh, strong New Jack Swing was. And Michael grabbed Teddy for the Dangerous album, which is the most, the, the biggest selling New Jack Swing album of all time. So that, that, with that being said, that, that should tell y'all that the 90s was the best. That's <laughs> <laughs> sir. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's how strong. Yeah, that's how strong. You know, you're talking about Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson got this history off the wall, Thriller Bad. Mm-hmm. Thriller is the biggest selling album of all time. Mm-hmm. But he he was man enough and and knew the sounds was changing. I can't do New Jack Swing. Go find Teddy Riley. That's what he told Michael. I mean, that's what Michael did. Oh, yeah. See, Mike, Mike, Mike always did. <laughs> you know, with R. Kelly. Really well, Mike like, always got the best. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I like that. Come on, I like that. Hey, because even with R. Kelly, I know y'all heard the story. Mike called him. He hung up on him. Yeah, he hung up on him twice. Mike hung up on him twice, yeah. Hung up on him twice. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, this is Mike <laughs> Robert. He's like, man, stop playing. He on the phone, <laughs> on up on him and asked him, what does he have on the shelf? And then the song is, you're not alone. Yep. That's what the song he had, uh, Kelly had on the shelf for him. But the thing about that too, partner, <laughs> is that he had already, Michael had asked R. Kelly for a song. I mean, R. Kelly had that song already done yep. like Michael would sing it before Michael right. called. On yep. the shelf. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because he wanted I, Michael to have a song. Yep, I but heard he didn't know Michael was going to call him. You see, he sounded just like Michael Jackson just for that man, song. He was singing, he was singing man, you, I, yeah. I've heard that you can go find a demo on YouTube. You can, yeah. man, he sound just like him, doing the hiccups yeah. and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> for y'all who don't know, y'all can actually go on YouTube and actually watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Yes, sir. Y'all didn't the history lesson. Yeah. So, like, man, would y'all yeah. be partnered up? Like, what's the biggest collaboration thing y'all did and, like, who y'all work with to, like, if and y'all, you know, whatever y'all, you know, who's the biggest song well, y'all gave to somebody? Who was the biggest song y'all gave to an artist that, you know, did great? Well, we, well, you know, I'm not going to say, well, you know, we do, we do pretty good. We did um, a song, uh, with the artist named Gwen Gwenny Vet, we did a uh, so in love with her. She has a huge following over um, Europe and stuff. Um, so that was one of the biggest songs that we did. And um, we got a song blowing me up with with Shania. That's done pretty well. But as far it, it's just so hard with with marketing and stuff. You know they got all this stuff now, Distro Kid and all this stuff. But we want the big fish. You know, we want to be able to get our stuff to the big fish. So we in the process now. We have a great attorney. Mark's wife, Ann, is our manager. So we we are, we are building our brand real big. So in the next few months, y'all going to be hearing a lot from MJK because we got all we, we took our time to get to build our brand the way we want. Now we have all the, we have a top of the line entertainment attorney. We have mm-hmm. all this stuff in line to get us to where we need to go to. So we can just worry about writing and producing instead of us trying to handle all this business on our own. So we got a great team together now. That's good. It's always good to have a great team because, you know, yeah. you put all that stuff on yourself, it kind of overwhelms you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What you're really trying to do, like it might be a lot. Yeah. 
you'd be like, man, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do that. But mm-hmm. having a team is great, man. That's that's what's up, bro. So like, mm-hmm. I'll keep that up, keep that up, cause man, people out here, they don't stick together like they used to, bro. Well, so- well, you, well, that's the thing. Just like I said, man, we, me and this guy, you know, rather we was doing music or not, we we brothers for life. That's the thing, and the music just made us more brothers and kindred spirits and stuff. We we always been had a bond of closeness because we had so much in common, but. The music thing, we we got things that we do. We don't let nobody come in our circle. Everything that we do is a mutual decision. If somebody called Mark about a song, you know, they people will call me, people will call Mark. You know, do right. this part. And, and we don't do, we don't make one decision without the other one knowing about it. That's something that we don't do. Even tonight with this podcast thing, you guys, when I I was like, you know, that's why I was like, it's okay if my partner be a part of this because I don't, we don't do that. Right, right. right. It's yeah. totally understandable. I'm the same way with my partner, like, yeah, we don't we don't want you know because if you show if you if you show separation before you make it, right. that's the worst thing you can do in this business because and and then that what happens is that you so you show separation before you make it big, and once you get in the business, you got all these people that's really trying to separate you. Right. Well, Jacob, right. you can do this, Mark, you can do this, and no, nah, we don't we not having that. <laughs> no, and, only, and I always say like when you if you like the key thing for me is integrity, and only thing that should get between. A partnership, your relationship is air. That's all. That's the only thing. Yeah. And for me, yeah. brother, much love, mutual respect. We're gonna we my, one of my homies that I work with said he always said, cheat them, don't stop until the casket drop. And that's yeah. what we're gonna do. We're not gonna stop until the casket drop. Up until then, we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep chiseling away because we believe in what we're what we're doing, uh the creativity, we believe in ourselves, and I love and respect this brother, man. So so much oh, this brother. Word. He's a brother from another mother, and yeah. uh, that's too much respect and admiration for him. And nothing is going to come between us. No, you know, um, contracts, no females, no drugs, no alcohol, none of this oh. stuff, man, because we were raised right to love and respect one another. And once you once you find somebody that's in your corner, got your back, believe me, definitely, don't you turn your back. Yeah. And that's a fake, man. Wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> a, lot, a lot of jokers, a lot of jokers, yeah, right? I'm from... <clears throat> a lot of plastic, man. You know, and I one thing with me, I don't like, I don't like phoniness. Be be real, because I always tell this story. I had when playing basketball back in the 70s, I had this coat. And this coat looked leather, it smelled like leather, and it felt like leather, but it was pleasant. You know? <laughs> so, so imitation, I won't, I won't, I won't do well with anybody that's like faking and phony. I'm I'm gonna let you know straight up with all due respect because I don't have time, short-lived life. On this earth, I don't have time to play and waste no games. Waste time and play no games, man. It's about yeah. business. You either in or you out. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like man, that. That's so crazy. It, I, it just, I, I like to hear stuff like that because that's the same goal that me and my partner are doing, like just with the yeah, podcast man, and know, everything we're doing. Yeah, so that's right, that's, that's, you know, it's dope. Yeah, man. You know, I was uh, this morning, it was, it's so funny. We talking about this. You know, I watched the, 50-year anniversary interview with Gamble and Huff this morning. They were on uh, Charlemagne the God on the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And those guys never did one thing without the other. And that's they, they had Philadelphia International Records for 50 years. And, they, and they, this is what they said to get They both said it today. As black people, mm. as black people, we have to we are always better together, but people are so jealous hearted and stuff. You mm. don't know, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. So they were like, 
they made a group. They met in the elevator. Gamble had a guitar. Huff was a piano player. Mm-hmm. He grabbed Gamble and said, man, you, you write songs. What do you do? Um, Huff couldn't write songs. He was trying to. They clinged up together. Gamble was the lyricist. Huff played the music. And look what they've done. They had 175 gold and platinum records. And that's because of a meeting and talking to somebody. And like you said, being better together. He wanted somebody to help. They want he wanted to help him and he wanted to help him. And that's the way they did. The way it's supposed mm-hmm. to go, man. Shit. If you can find somebody yep. that the same drive, yep. same energy as you, same goal as you, man. And like genuine mm-hmm. and genuine. Yep. Like yeah. genuine, like not on no phony bullshit or not trying that's to right. Do right. The level right, of- that's- yeah, and I respect and I yeah, and I respect people so much in the business that stayed together, you know, that stayed together because you know when you have a dominant lead singer in a group, people come after them, mm-hmm. or you have more than one lead singer, they come after them, and this and that. And you have to have the integrity and the respect for your partners and stuff to stay together. I love to see groups and stuff that stay together because it's so hard for groups to stay together because there's so many different individual personalities but i respect the ojs especially mm-hmm. in the whispers they ain't let nobody come between them it wasn't right. nothing you know they tried to make eddie laverta solo artist they tried to make walter williams and stuff they tried to get the twins from the whispers they never did it they mm-hmm. stayed together mm-hmm. that's good man yeah. nowadays because nowadays the well, besides the Migos, they still together. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's like everybody, everybody break up. Every, and and mm-hmm. what people don't understand, too, I've been saying this forever. You know, if you are a person that knows music um, and you go through the course of history, you can count the successful solo artists that came from a group. You know why mm-hmm. that is? Because most people love the group. You know, New Edition did it with all of them. That's never happened before. Lionel Richie did it with the Commodores. Michael Jackson did it with the Jacksons. But when you think about it and you look at all the other artists and stuff, it might be a few more. I can't say all of them, but for the most part, the group was always more successful. Earth, Wind & Fire, Philip Bailey and Maurice White left to do solo stuff. Earth, Wind & Fire sold more records than them both as solo artists. That's what I'm saying. You have to, because people love the group and the components of the group. Everybody brings something to that group. But when you go on right. your own, right. you by yourself, it's different. Right. And everybody don't accept that. Right. The Beyonce. Yeah, well, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But there's there's few and far in between. It's not yeah. all these people that leave soul that does well. You can mm-hmm. count the one that's really fell on their face that was real Popular. Look at Coco when she left SWV. She did the album Hot Coco. What happened? Uh, what happened? <laughs> didn't hurt nothing. Exactly. I'm saying. You, uh, you can't. They love the group. Right. right. And also, too, if you, it depends on, too, who's behind you. Like you take Beyonce, Beyonce's in the category by herself because it's the people who's backing her. That's right. And even from the beginning you when know? her daddy was backing her, it's from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. You know? so, so if you had that kind of backing, you can't make no mistakes because they got you covered. All you gotta do is be and perform. Just like Michael, just like Michael should. Michael. But, but you know what? On a, but on a serious tip, don't you? Y'all sit there and talk about Beyonce. You know, a lot of people y'all might not notice, but I'm gonna enlighten y'all to something. When Beyonce did her very first album, the Crazy in Love album, and you can go and tell and pull it up, the record company actually told her 
She had no hits on that album. None. They said, we don't like this. They had no hits. She stuck to her guns, her and her dad. Mm -hmm. they, the, the record company was not happy. Columbia Records was not happy with the record that she had made. Man. The Crazy in Love with Nat, with Naughty Girl and all that. Mm -hmm. Yes, me, myself. They said there was no hits on that album. Mm -hmm. Go pull it up. You think I'm kidding? You'll see. So that's what I'm going to say. No matter how popular she was and all the fans she had behind mm -hmm. her, they still didn't believe in the record. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. And, and that's what I'm telling people. DJs, DJs make records. People can say what they want to. You can have the greatest singer in the world, and they can't have a hit record. You can have a guy or a girl that can sing mediocre, and they have hit records all the time. That's why DJs, guys like you, y'all are so important yeah. still yeah. to this day. Because y'all yeah. break records and y'all get people to liking these records. Yes. And I, I want to say one, can I interject on one thing? And, and thank you for that, partner. Listen, Tamia, yeah. you mean to tell me all these yeah. arrangements <laughs> more? You mean to tell me no producers out there could have could have backed them and they should yeah. go into another level? I don't think Tamir got any recognition. Well, you got a lot of people like that, partner. She no to me, a biggest album is a gold record, a gold album. No, no recognition. With, with her talent, exactly. But she had Quincy Jones behind her and it didn't matter, though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You just don't never know. You have great singers that can't sell a whole lot of records. It has right. always been like that. But you also, too, it has something to do partnering with the record company pushing you. We're not going to even go in about the Hall Brothers, what we talked about before. Yeah, But yeah. it depends on who's pushing you, yeah. you know, and what degree that they want to receive that monetary because yep. you can have producers have all everything in place and they go, you know what? All your music was a dud. Yeah. And then you can take this Chinese guy that came up with this dang, dang, dang rap song <laughs> and make a million dollars, man. One hit. Yeah. for real. One that, yeah. One hit. It's crazy. But... And you know, that, that's why we just try to make, you know, just like the one thing that I've learned, everybody's not going to like what you do. Yeah. All we can do is put our heart and soul into our music. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. That's what we feel. Everybody's not going to like what you do. And so all we can do is put our best effort into it because you might like a song and the next person might not like the song. That's why radio and stuff is so important because radio breaks songs. So, and, and, and it's hard to just like you say with the DJs, like it's hard to like like artists that's coming up now, like they don't believe in it. Like they don't some of them don't believe in giving the DJs any music or nah, no. them, it's just like they rather like I I'm gonna just put it out there on mm -hmm. on iTunes, whatever, whatever, yeah. and it's gonna do what it do. But it's like no, it's not actually doing what it do because you could put it on there if no if nobody know you, they would never search it because it's not gonna pop. Well, and, and, and you exactly right because the thing about mm -hmm. it, you know, me and me and Mark talk about it all the time. If you just like just say if you discover a record, right? Mm -hmm. Just say you find this artist send you a record, and you start playing it, and the record is hot. What are you gonna do next? You're going to tell all your DJ buddies about it, aren't you? Yep. Okay. Of course. That's, that's, why, that's right. People like to sit there and say, oh, the record company's this and what record company did. That's why so many people got in trouble from back in the day for payola. Because the DJ and the record and the radio is still the most important thing. Because you could have a record all over the place and making money on DistroKid or whatever, but the DJ still got to make that record, break that record to see how big it can be. 
the DJ is still the most important thing. And that's what people don't understand. You still have to be able to break that record and have a radio friendly record. And so, yeah. Yeah, I'm nah. No, no. <laughs> it got too quiet for a second. No. Yeah, we ain't know what happened. Yeah, yeah it's a pause. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, man, you guys, we uh, we had our time limit, so like we appreciate y'all for coming. I ain't oh, man. oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, it but, doesn't appreciate it, man. Oh man, appreciate y'all. But before we appreciate let y'all go, we always do this segment called "The Fuck Out of Here" of the week. <laughs> when we do that, we uh, acknowledge something that's going on. It could be personal. It could be in the world. It could be something y'all seen that y'all don't like. And once we do mm-hmm. that, we say we got to say and we press the buttons. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. That's cool. And so, uh, Jacob, you can go first. And Mark, you can go right after Jacob. What you, would you say is something that's going on in the world? Like anything. It could be. Anything somebody stole my shoe. I want to get them. I want to get them the fuck out of here. Well, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, uh, I'm gonna say this, and and I might get a little ragged out for this because I'm gonna say this. Um, and I'm gonna listen, I want you to have to listen to me. You know, I work with guys that's always talking about black on black crime, right? And listen to me good, they always talk about black on black crime. And then when a white officer, someone, a white officer kills a black person, they sit there and they go, you know, they go crazy, you know. But we've been doing black on black crime forever and nobody don't say nothing about it. You see what I'm saying? So they, you know, they always pitching the fit about the black, the white on the white cop killing, but we've been killing each other for years, but they don't want to talk about that point. So that's, that's, that's my moment. You heard you say Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Come, to- come together, man. We need to come together. Be so powerful, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you got? Uh, my, it's just a basic thing, man. You know, I, I'm just tired of seeing, you know, I'm just tired of seeing everybody sagging, man. <laughs> Nothing personal. Nothing personal. Because here, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason why, the reason why everyone knows where it instituted and where it came from, where it started, where it was invented. How do we carry that over? And we, we've been in a struggle our whole life. And then I know you brothers with your intelligent intellect, because I don't like to undermine anyone's intelligence. When you take that word, right, S-A-G-G-I-N and flip it, look what you got, bro. Yes. There it is. Look what you got. And you know what, though? Not only that, you, my brother, and the other sisters from another mother, you look like me. How do why do we how do we disrespect each other, man? I mean, I don't even stand, understand my, my hustler friends. It's enough money for everybody. You know they didn't plant the weapons. We still smoking each other. Yep. So check this out. So check this out. I got a friend of mine out of Merlin. Now, now this is kind of like graphic, man. So this is something I'm only gonna say one time. You know what he told me? He says a cat stood over another dude. He's a mortician. He stood over top of him and emptied a whole clip in his face. It took him five minutes to find his eyeball, man. Damn. How can you do that to somebody? Oh, yeah. The brother told me, and, and, and then on top of that, right? I don't think he's listening because nobody don't know who he is. And he showed me the picture. That's not for everybody. Yo, he aired this, he stood over top of it. Man, that's not enough heat in the world for you to do something like that. That's exactly, crazy. Exactly. Just walk away, man. Like, come my, on, man. 
my point is when the time come and I want you, I hope we still have some more uh, life and breath in this. We did a song and this brother's right here. Collaborate collaboration is the song is titled. You look like look me. Like, yeah. Yo, it's for the streets. It's mental. It's a hip hop rap, but it's a mental appeal to it. It's street because it's mental. That's what we try to touch because many of us, you know, we, we come up in the hood, right? But we don't have to respond to everything that takes place in the hood. Our young, I teach our young sisters, they're, they're princess. If you have daughters, they're not hookers, hoes, stanks. They're not, they're not sluts. They're preparing to become a queen. Our young princes are becoming prepared to become kings. We don't teach that because I always ask our youth, who are you? You know what they tell me? They tell me their name. I say, listen to the question. That's what I our brothers out there on the dirty block. Who are you? Because nobody never told you who you are. That's why we conduct ourselves the way that we do. And I stated earlier, my goal is, I can't save the world, is to block the cell and cover the grave. Exactly. That's how it is. Yeah. All right, brothers. Thank y'all. That was Thank strong. Appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all yeah. for real, man. Appreciate you, brothers. We salute you all. Thank you just for taking the time out. For thank y'all for thank y'all for having us so much, man. We, we really we really appreciate. Thank y'all. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, we'll brother. have to come back, man, for sure. When hey. we drop, drop the music or whatever, we'll definitely yeah. like, love to come back. No problem. Yes, no problem. Keep in and touch, much, man. Y'all stay blessed. Much love and respect. Salute y'all, man. All right. Thank you. All right. Salute y'all. Right. Y'all take care, brother. Good Peace, night. Bro. Peace. Good night. All right. All right. Peace. Much love. All right. One. 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 Later. One. Partner. What's up? What's up? You still there? Yeah, man. All right. Hit me on the phone. We on our way back from the restaurant. Hit me on the phone there. You want me to hit you on the phone? Yeah, hit me on the phone. We're on the way back. All right. I'll do it right now. Bro, <laughs> ah! you can tell. Hey, <laughs> you can tell people, bro. Oh hey, man, bro, hey, hey, hey! I never, I, I just heard. Oh, I heard the story, but they bring it up again. The dude that was on the Zoom meeting, and he like, he like, he thought the Zoom meeting was over, and he started beating his meat on camera. But I understand now, like I understand, like because I'm like, how the hell that man did that? But clearly, like the. All they the people, know. they don't know, man. So that's understood, bro. I still, they, they, I still, he, he hung up. Then he got back up, partner. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably realized, like, hold on. Did, why they still here? <laughs> I was sure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> bro, this is the thing about, this is the thing about, you know, we have all the people. They don't let us talk. <laughs> bro, they, hey, they, hey, you just, you just. They don't let us, hey, we, we gotta, we gotta respect them, man. Just listen. Hey. They, yeah, he, he, they know they, they give you some knowledge and I'm cool with that, but it's like <laughs> we it's no question being asked, but hey, hey man, you can you can throw one in there and nigga just like that. You throw oh, one in there yeah. and then it's like a hole. Exactly. I, I was oh. cool with it though. I got it because I was like, yeah, hey, do your thing. That was real good. I, I'm cool with it for real. Oh man, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was interesting. But uh, yeah, man, that was. I'm I'm I, with I, it. I'm trying to figure out how somebody face like that. That's 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 that's. Sad. Yeah, that's that's that's. You found somebody elbow. Yeah, bro, that's sad. You know, I I don't hate nobody. I don't even hate nobody like that to do some shit like that. Not even to kill him.
Damn, bro. Uh, I'm the guy that never lies since I have to. And this should be the day, DJ True. We out. Peace.